Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Holy Spirit, I cannot, I will not do it by myself. I need your help on this morning to lead your people in all truth. I thank you, Father God, for the spirit of wisdom this morning and revelation knowledge of you on this morning. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened this morning as we get into the word of God, the word of truth. I thank you, Father God, for the sword of the spirit. I thank you, Father God, that this word will penetrate our very beings and then it will come out of our mouth like a two-edged sword, like a hammer that will break the rocks into pieces, like a fire that will devour everything that's going on around us. God, I take authority. I take authority right now over the power of darkness in Jesus' name. Every tormenting spirit, every harassing spirit that has come to harass, that have come to torment us on this day, I break their power in the name of Jesus. You don't have dominion and you don't have right in this place. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that you have begun a good work here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry, and you shall finish that work until the coming of Jesus Christ. So we honor you, we glorify you, and we magnify you. And I thank you that we have all been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of us. And God, you shall get the glory. You shall get all the honor and the praise on today. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Ephesians 6. And I'll be reading verse 10 and verse 11. Ephesians 6, verse 10 and verse 11. And we want to hear what the spirit of the living God has to say unto his people today. Amen. Again, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through verse 11. And when we get there, let us say, Amen. The word of God reads, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You may be seated. I want to talk about today the armor of God. But before I talk about that, I want to say that I don't know if you're aware of this and maybe some of y'all are we are in a battle we are in a spiritual warfare and this battle that we are in has intensified i'm gonna say it again some people that are not walking with the lord truly you say you're born again but you're not really walking with him you don't know what i'm talking about because some of us have One foot in the world and we have one foot over here with the Lord. That ain't how it's supposed to be. So the enemy is not going to intensify on you. The enemy is not going to bother you like he would bother someone else that is really in relationship. Let me say it again. When you're truly in relationship with God and you ain't coming down no matter what. Now I'm going to talk about this today. When you're not coming down, no matter what, no matter what your family say, no matter what your friends say, no matter what your employer say, no matter what the people say you're working with, the devil is going to come at you full charge. But if you're not in that place, you're going to live like everybody else is living and you're going to think it's okay. But I'm here to tell you, it is not okay. This warfare have intensified. 
and it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter for those that are truly standing for God. Those that are truly standing and believing what the word of God says, the enemy is going to come at you with full force. But what he's using is the people of God to come against the ones that's really stand. I'm going to say it again. He's using the church to come against the church. He don't need the outside, y'all. He just need what's going on on the inside to come against each other. So you can't go on the outside to conquer what has already been defeated. Look at your neighbor and say it's in the church. And saying you the church. Say so if you're doing something. You need to quit your mess. God said, I even know your thoughts from afar off. I even know what you're thinking about even before you think about it. I know what you're going to say even before you say it. And I'm here to tell you a person that's true and a true relationship with God and true fellowship with God. God talks to that person. God lets that person know what you're saying, when you said it, how you said it. And God also have that person praying on your behalf. Because everybody in this place that's born again is anointed of God. And God said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet. No harm. Everybody don't walk in that prophet status, but God has anointed you for something. And we supposed to be working together and not against one another. See, we always trying to go out there and tell the world what they ain't doing. But you come in here to know what the word is saying to you. So you will know what you ain't doing. Let me say it again. We always want to go out and tell somebody what they are not doing. God brings you in here to give you the word to let you know what you're not doing, being that you're in him. God is setting you up. God is preparing you. And I don't believe y'all getting it. Some of y'all. Because if you're getting it, you're going to get it. If you're getting it, you're going to get it. What do I mean? from Satan when you get the word of God the way you need to get the word of God you ain't gonna put up with what the devil is bringing at you because you know your position see God gave us authority a long time ago but we know that that authority was lost because of the disobedience of Adam and Eve amen In that garden, if you go back to Genesis and you see how God set up everything the way he wanted it to be, God wasn't going to do a do-over. God said, everything that I want to be, I said what I wanted to be, and that's what it was. He said, but the enemy came, and he came in with deception. He took and twisted the word of God. He used the very word of God and twisted it. Some of y'all are hearing the word, but the enemy is twisting the word to make you think something different from what God said. And you don't know the difference. Because if you don't spend enough time with God to know him for who he is, you can't experience him. You can call him Elohim all day long and you can say he is the creator. But if you have not got revelation on him being the creator, he's just a creator. You ain't become acquainted with that creator. Because when something go on in your body, the first thing you say is, I didn't create myself. You created me. And now my body got to function the way you created it to be. So I command you. Come on, if you know Mr. Creator. Come on, I'm going to talk this morning because I am spiritually angry. Because I'm seeing too many church folks with too much power not coming together on one accord. Oh, I bind the spirit of offense because somebody getting offended even right now. God has given us equipment. He has given us what we need to fight in this evil world. 
Jesus came. God love us so much, y'all. He knew what Adam and Eve was going to do before they did it. But God said, I already planned a way of redemption. I already set it in order because I knew they were going to mess up. He said, so I sent my very own. God come off the throne because he said, I can't find nobody on earth that can satisfy my standards, that can live by my standards, my laws, my rules, my regulation. I knew you were going to miss them. He said, so I put it all on myself. And when he did it, he said he came and walked the earth. And he let you know what dominion was through his son. He showed you how his son, when he come up on something, he took dominion over it because he know I got right over you. And it was so good that when the devil saw him coming, he couldn't do nothing but bow down. He couldn't do nothing but recognize, I know who you are. How many of us walk in a room and somebody say, I know who you represent before you even open your mouth. You know why? Because the glory of the Lord, come on, come on, come on. The devil know darkness from light. So when you walk in a room, you don't have to say nothing. Just bringing God's glory in the room, the demons begin to tremble. They begin to flee because they say the power of God is it. Who walking in that? Come on. Who's really walking in that where your family don't even like you? People don't even want to be around you. People are lying on you. And you minding your business. That's because of him, not you. That's because of what you stand for. That's because of what you believe. You don't even have to leave your house and somebody's sending hate mail. Because of what you stand for. Because of what you believe. Years ago, the Holy Spirit is reminding me of this. And my husband can be a witness, and I ain't calling no names, and I ain't calling the place. But I remember years ago, let me do it where somebody won't try to figure it out. And talk about somebody. But years ago, we were invited somewhere. And I told my husband, I said, I ain't going. I said, if you choose to go, that's on you. But I'm not going. I have no hard feelings. But I knew that that's not where I needed to be. But my husband said, you know what? I'm going to go show my face and then I'm coming back. I said, that's up to you. I don't hold nothing against him. Because see, I'm going to hear what God is saying. Not saying he didn't. Don't get me wrong. But he got a mind of his own. Okay? But this is the moral of the story. So I didn't go. So it was several weeks Or a month later, I had to counsel somebody. The very person I had to counsel showed up dealing with a family affair. And as I was sitting there counseling them, they said, can I tell you something? I said, sure. They said, I've been watching you. And I watch you to the point that you don't care who it is. You are not going to move, not unless God tell you to move. And he said, I admire you for that because the times I've been knowing you, you stay where you need to stay for God outside of family or whoever it may be. He said, but let me tell you about your husband. So your husband showed up for the event and I was there. He said, as soon as your husband showed up for the event, what I had in my hand, it spilled all over the carpet. Tell me I couldn't even do what I was doing. So he said, you know what your husband did? He left. So he was looking at what we stand for. And I'm going to say this to everybody in this place. You already know what you're standing for. But don't be trying to put on in church. Because God knows you already. And this is what God is telling me. He has put us in a position with Jesus. We're at the right hand of the Father with Jesus because we're in Him. We represent the Father and we represent Him because of what Jesus done. It's not because of us. So if we're in Him, 
That means whatever he has, I have. Because I'm an heir of God, but I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ because of what Jesus done on my behalf. So if Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father in position, he's sitting there in position because he knows he has right to reign and rule and he can sit down. Because he knows that he disarmed the principalities and the powers of Satan. He disarmed them. So he said, I don't have to do war again. The victory's already been won. So I'm going to sit with my father because I know that I'm above you. I'm looking down at you. That's where we are. So God is saying to you today, who have you allowed to take your position? What have you allowed to take your rightful place in Christ? Have you allowed sickness to take that position? Have you allowed any kind of sin in your life to take that position? Have you allowed finances to take that position? Who's sitting in your seat? It's what you allow. Because God has given you the right to rule and reign. But if you have given anything your seat, it is not on God, it is on you. How do I give that my seat? By not standing up with authority and letting that thing know, uh-uh, uh-uh, you can't come up in here. See, Jesus walked in authority. And that authority that he walked into, they bowed down because Jesus knew who he was. So ask your neighbor, who or what is sitting in your seat? It may be a family member that you allowed to take that position because you bowing down to them more than you bowing down to God. Maybe your husband, it may be your wife, it may be your children, it may be your dog, it may be your cat. Whomever's in that position is whom you are idolizing above God. And I don't need no amen because I know I'm preaching right. Don't need no amen. It's in the house. Call it what you want. It's in the house. Because all of us have allowed something or situation to take our position and rule over us instead of us ruling over it. How do I know? Because you're begging. You're begging, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, please help me, Lord. He done done his part. We got some begging Christians. Lord, if you do this, please, Lord. Lord, I'm going through. You're going through because you choose to go through. God already made the way. He made it through his son, and he ain't going to die again. So if you on your knees, snot, or on the floor rolling all over your carpet with snot and throw up and think you being delivered, no, that's just a begging thing you got going on. And sometimes we beg so long and we cry so long, we think we reach God. You ain't reaching nothing but that carpet. Somebody, man. I want the flesh to rise up. And then you know what's controlling you and took that seat. Because anything you give dominion to, anything you give right to, you putting it above God. And the reason why I'm going there is because I have to go here to let you know what we need to be doing in time of trouble, y'all. This is not a game. This is not nothing to be played with. You cannot depend on no one but God. I'm here to give you the word. That's my job. You have teachers. You have other people giving you the word. It is your job to take the word and use the word for what it is because everybody's not going to be in your house. When you going through, you got to know how to wage war. You got to know for yourself. You can't call me in the middle of the night and say, Apostle, the devil in my house. And what you want me to do? Can you please tell the devil to leave my house? You invited him in, you get him out. I can pray for you all day and all night long. But if you ain't getting in the word for yourself, 
If you ain't developing your relationship with God and your fellowship with God for yourself, it means nothing. It is meaningless. I can give you the word that will quicken you and bring life to you. But if you ain't taking that very word and meditating on that word day and night, observing that word, come on. It ain't doing you no good. So we have to learn for ourselves. Let me ask anybody, once you get in a car, I'll say this. Some of us in here got our driver's license, right? We drive. I don't think that, that you just went up to there and took a picture and they say drive. Anybody? Did anybody go up there and take a picture and they told you just to drive? You had to get your learner's permit first, right? You had to learn. That's why it's a learner's permit. Did anybody know that? Some of us driving without somebody in the car with you and say you're learning, right? But you're out of order. So you're learning how to drive. And when you learn how to drive, when we were coming up, we had an instructor, and I guess you still have some, and you're in the car with them, and they're teaching you all of these things, right? So then you got to go take a test. Now I think you got to have so many hours in a car, right? But then you take that test. But then after that, there's another test you have to take to get them driver's license, right? So they take you through test after test. Can I ask anybody in this room, how many studied for the test? Come on, tell the truth. Raise your hand. Mitch, you ain't studied for your test. You didn't even look at the test. You, you that good of a driver and you that smart that you didn't even open the book, right? See? That one right there, if you don't know him, you would cast something out of him. But I know it ain't nothing in him. He just loved to play all the time. That's just Mitchell. So everybody, raise your hand if you study. Wow. Did you really study? Did you really, really study? Did you really, did you study, honey? Did y'all study? Because y'all driving, right? Quisha May, you studied for that bus driving thing. You studied, didn't you, girl? How, how long did we study? How much effort did we put in it to get our license? Come on, help me, somebody. We put hours, some of us. We, we took the time out to make sure we studied that book. Kim, when you went to hair school, you didn't just go to hair school. You had to study what they taught you or somebody would be bald-headed, Correct? You put time in. You put effort in because you knew a test was coming up and you had to pass that test. I'm going somewhere. We put effort on our jobs when they tell you, you got to learn this, Sister Denise. If you don't learn this, you ain't getting no raise or you ain't going up in a level. So you go on that job with an expectation. I'm going to do exceedingly a but Come on, somebody. Hello, somebody. Come on, I'm going somewhere in the natural. We put natural over supernatural. We're supposed to be more educated, more knowledgeable in this word than we're in anything else because it supersedes natural. And we got Christian folks that may spend five minutes and say they done something. Quoting a scripture, but don't know what it means. The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Why you shall not want? Because the Lord is my. you making it personal. And what a shepherd do, a shepherd, he tends to the sheep. But the sheep begot sheep. So why is it that we're more in tune with ways to get more money, ways to get more education, to get money, and everything you need in here will bless your socks off? Because I'm a living witness, y'all. I'm proof in the pudding. And y'all looking at the proof, but yet ain't in the pudding. This is how we get what we need. 
God, yes, he does use people. But you got to know how to use this word. To send this word for the hearts of the people to be turned towards the one that God is using for his glory. And if you're not using this word, then guess what? The battle that was won on your behalf has already been lost, even though it's been won. Because you don't know what you have. Y'all, it behooves me when I see so many out there in the natural trying to do things to get something. And I mean working hard to get it. And I don't care how sick they are, they go snotting all over their job. They won't even test for COVID because they ain't got no time. They need their paycheck. They go in deep for the job because they say, I got to be there. I got to do this and I, and I got to do that. But when it comes to the things of God, we have people missing in action. Dead on the battlefield, but yet living. So God has given us, y'all, spiritual weapons. And you got to know how to use what you got. Because if you don't, the enemy going to walk the dog all over you. You're going to be laying down when he say arise. Arise because the spirit of the living God has risen upon you. I remember when my daughter, when our daughter was in the hospital and when she went through what she went through, every morning I would get up, I would speak her name, Ariel, arise, arise, because the glory of God has risen upon you today. I would go to the hospital, Ariel, arise, because the glory of God has risen upon you. Outside of her saying she was in pain, I'm speaking to pain, but I'm saying arise, arise, because the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, baby. So I kept speaking the word and speaking the word outside of what I saw. I kept speaking what the word was saying, because I knew the word was above what I was seeing I couldn't get in my feelings I couldn't look at how it appeared to be I couldn't even take the time to shed a tear because I say God you said and if you said it God is already done so every day I had to stay focused on things above and not things of the earth this is why you can't tell everybody everything because you got to keep your focus you got to keep your eyes on the prize and say God this is what you told me I had to remind myself of what God said and the more I reminded myself I was being quickened I was being made alive I was being strengthened in the things of God. Y'all, I was even driving in a place that I didn't want to drive in before because I knew. I said, God, I thank you. And when things didn't go right, I would stop and say, God, show me how to get out of this mess. And by being calm, Jehovah Shalom was there. See, I know about Jehovah Shalom, y'all. He was my peace in the midst of the battle. I had peace in the midst of the battle. Some of us are running from the battle. But God said, while you're in the battle, I'm going to fight for you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, you got to know who you are and whose you are. And if you don't know who you are or whose you are, you're in a mess. Because if you're living by your identity, just give up. It ain't going to work. So you got to know your authority, the authority that you have given that he has given you. The next thing that God showed me was. He said, finally, my brethren. He's talking to the saints. He's talking to the ones that's born again. He's talking to his army. He said, finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. So God said, in order for you to go into this battle, you can't go in the battle depending on you. Let me break it down. You can't go in the battle depending on your money. Because money will fail you. Even a millionaire is broke now. How they get so broke? Because they're depending on money. 
more than they're dependent on God and don't know how to use that money. So you cannot depend on money. You can't depend on no one else. You can't depend on your job because things happen on jobs. You cannot even depend on the president of the United States. We got people depending on the president of the United States. He can't save you. He can't even save himself. And no man that get in the seat can save themselves, not lest they are in him. So he said the first thing that we have to do is be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That means our dependency has to be on the Lord. I'm going to say it again. Our dependency has to be on the Lord. He took me back and the Amplified Bible say, be empowered through your union with him. Ain't that awesome? Be empowered with your union with him. So my empowerment comes from me being connected to him, not me. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 1, but he who is joined, united to the Lord is one spirit with him. So if I'm joined to him and I'm united with him, we're one spirit. So that means that's my husband. So everything that I need, I already got it because I'm joined to him. Whatever he has, y'all better catch it, is mine. As he is in this world, so are we. So whatever he has, we have. The problem is we don't know what he has because we go into other means before we go to him. And he got everything. He owned what? The, the thousand cattles on, on the hill? On the, he owned it all. It belonged to him. But guess what he did? He turned it over to us. We're his stewards. We're his ambassadors. We're citizens of the kingdom. Y'all don't know what the kingdom have. Why are you waiting to walk on gold when you die? Singing the song. When we all get to heaven, what a... Sing it, sing it, y'all. Stop right there. You're supposed to be singing and shouting now. Because heaven is already in you. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Go with me to Matthew chapter 6 in the prayer. There's a prayer that Jesus prayed. And I like this part that he said. Y'all already know where I'm going, right? What does it say? Mm Mm-hmm. Go ahead. They ain't the one I want, apostle. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. What? Wait a minute now. So that's how we supposed to be praying, bringing heaven to earth. So why are we going to wait till we get to heaven and rejoice? If we're going to bring heaven to earth, we should be rejoicing now. Because the kingdom is within us. We got to let the kingdom out of us so people can rejoice because the kingdom has come near you. Your lifestyle is supposed to represent kingdom. Not earth. See, sometimes we look at being rich. We already rich in mercy. That means more than anything. God will give you what you need based on where you at. Some of you can't get a million because you don't know what to do with 50. So why are you praying for a million dollars and you don't know how to handle what you got? If you're not doing with what God tell you to do what you got, why are you praying for more money and a better position? If you're not handling the resources, that's playing out of line. 
We got to do it the way God would have us to do it, not the way we're feeling and not according to how we want to dress or how we want to look to say, look how God blessed me. If you in debt, uh-uh. the blessings of the Lord makes you rich and he adds no sorrow to it. So we got to know how God's kingdom operate so we can give them his kingdom and not the kingdom of darkness. When you look at first thing it says, we got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's the first thing you got to do in this battle. Recognizing that it's not about you. This is why David defeated Goliath. Because David didn't look to his strength. He looked to God's. He, he began to tell King Saul. He said, the same God that helped me defeat the lion and the bear will the, be the same God who take down this Philistine. David didn't care how big that giant was. He didn't care. Some of us have maybe bigger giants in our lives than other folk. But we don't look at the giant. We look to him. And we do what he's telling us to do. And that giant is going to come down. So David didn't look at that. He spoke the word of God. He didn't even use Saul's armor. He said, I can't take your armor. Your armor don't fit me. Huh, who want that scatter cat armor? Who want to put on Saul's armor and he running with the rest of the folks? He hide. So never follow a leader that ain't in alignment. I'm going to say it again. You don't follow a leader who's not in alignment. You can't follow somebody who can't lead their own house and think that they can lead you in the church. The devil is a lie. A good leader is going to show the characteristics of God. They're going to show his attributes. They're going to show his way of doing and his way of living. And even if they get angry, they're going to come back knowing what the word of God say and knowing that they got out of character and they're going to go back and repent and say, I am so sorry. Speak. Yes, I will. Ain't no excuse. No excuse. When you keep doing the same thing over and over again, there's a deliverance that got to take place. Because it's a root down there, something down there that keep rising up and you're not taking control over it. Some people love to be in control. So we got to see what's trying to dominate, what's trying to take over my life where I can't do this with this one, but I can do it with that one. I can't stand you. You got to find out, well, what is the cause? Because that's not you, God. That's not your character. I'm in you and you in me. That's not how you roll. And see, when people see you, they're supposed to see him, not you. And if they see in you all the time, then something is wrong. I'm going back. You got to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Another scripture. Y'all know this is my favorite scripture. I have been crucified. With Christ. It is no longer I who live. But it's Christ who lives in me. If I'm saying that all the time. And y'all ain't seeing him. I need to shut up. I can't keep quoting a scripture. That I'm not living. That I don't have revelation on. If you're going to say you've been crucified with Christ. They don't supposed to see you. They supposed to see Christ. I can speak the word all I want, but if I'm not living what I'm speaking, I need to sit down until I get some revelation off the word. It ain't about teaching somebody based on reading a scripture. It's about teaching according to revelation. If you ain't got no revelation and no illumination, you don't need to teach nothing. I can get up here and read the Bible to you all day long, but it don't move a fly and it don't have no meaning. It's just a rush scripture that I got up and I'm telling you something that I rushed or was in my head. But if it's in my heart, you're going to know that Jesus is walking in the place. Because whatever you get through revelation, the devil's supposed to be trembling right there in the seat. The word was supposed to rebuke you. The word's supposed to correct you. Some of you may feel rebuked right now. Some of your flesh may be rising up now. I know I'm preaching. When somebody begins to teach with authority, people get mad and say,
say, you don't supposed to sound like that. Don't tell me how I supposed to sound. I'm representing my father, not you. Okay, I do it like this. If I do it like you want me to do it. Now, y'all, you don't supposed to act like that. That's not God's way now. God loves you, and the devil laughing at me because that ain't me. God used you for who you are. He may use apostle differently from me. But you don't compare yourself amongst yourself because it ain't wise. He used her voice. He used her for who she is in him, for where she been in him. See, God had to well round me. I know when to pipe it down. And I know when to bring up the heat. You know why? Because he called me to root up and tear down strongholds off of his people. And I'm going to tell you something. Some little strongholds can be quiet. But some can be thugs. So I got to meet you where you're at. I can't go up to a thug and say, hey, how you doing? I got to go up to that thug and meet him where you're at. Come on, Glory. <laughs> See, Glory can reach more thugs than I can. Because she been out there. She know how it is. Wherever you been is where God going to use you at. But God has got me well-rounded for who I'm dealing with. And he let me know how to go in and he let me know how to go out. So don't tell what I should have said and what I should not have said. I'm saying it to the glory of God. And if I'm pleasing God, I'm going to please him and not you. I'm no flesh pleaser. Okay? I'm not going to appease to your flesh. I love you enough to tell you the truth, to bring you out the place that you're in. I love you enough not to sit in your face and smile with you and tell you it's all right when I know you got a demon riding on your back. That's how much I love you. And if I love you that much, yeah, that demon going to hate me through you, but I don't care. Come on, let's get it right. You're in the right church now. Come on, if you want to be in a place where they are peasing everything but God, you go to that place. But in this place, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You tell people truth in a loving way. You speak truth in love with authority. You don't bow down to the devil. You don't agree with someone just to have peace. You don't agree with darkness just to have peace. You stand on what you believe. Come on, ain't nobody on their job. If you've been taught by that job, going to let somebody come to your desk and tell you something outside of what you were taught to get you fired. You're going to stand up for what you believe and say, no. This is what the policy say. I'm not going to do what you're telling me to do because this is not what they told me to do. Well, if you don't do it, then we can't hang. Well, you know what? We just can't hang. You're going to stand up. You know why most of us stand up on our jobs? Because we don't want to get fired because we need that money. You do not bow down to darkness. You got to rise up to truth, y'all. So then another scripture God gave me, we quote this all the time. Isaiah 40, 29 to 31. Listen what it says. He gives power to the faint and weary and to him who has no might. He increased strength, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. God is the one that gives you the strength to endure. God is the one that empowers you. Now, this is the next part of the verse that says, even youths shall faint and be weary. Just because you're young, that don't mean you ain't going to faint and be weary. I want y'all to catch this. Just because we got some young bucks in here, you're going to faint and be weary because the word says that. And selected young men shall be feebly stumble and fall exhausted. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. And selected young men shall feebly stumble and fall and be exhausted. I don't care how much weight you lift. I don't care how much marathons you run. 
You're going to give out some juice. You're going to, you're going to give out. The word speaks of it, but here is the cure. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint and become tired. Let me break it down to you. God is saying we will get weary on our journey. We will get exhausted on our journey. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. You will get weary in situations. But he said when you depend on me. When you depend on me to empower you. Then I'm going to give you the strength to endure what you're going through. It's proof. That's what the scriptures say. Have y'all ever read that? So I don't go on me. Some people ask me, how do you do what you do? I said, ain't me doing it. It's the God in me. I let the God in me empower me to get done what I need to do. Y'all, let me tell you how, how cunning the devil is. When he want to attack a person, he don't have to directly attack that person. He'll use people in the family to bring that person down. Y'all didn't know? He'll use kids. He'll use family members. He'll use cousins. He'll use dogs. He'll use, the dog even get on your nerve. He never got on your nerve like that. Everything getting on your nerve now because he's trying to make you weary. He's trying to make you faint. He's trying to make you lose hope. So when I go back and I, and I look at things, you have to see where things are coming in at. And you got to know how to handle what's coming at you and how it's coming. I look at me and my husband started out dealing with our daughter when she had heart surgery. So we spent that time with her eight days. And then after that, coming home, we had to do different things. Then his mom, his mom got put in the hospital. So we was, you know, dealing with that with his mom. Then after his mom, then here come my dad. One behind another. And this is what I did, y'all. And I had opposition. I had to sit there and say, Lord, what in the world? And the Lord said, spirit of opposition coming at you. Because the more good I tried to do, the more the enemy was coming at me. But I took my stand with what I knew, which was the word. So as I was sitting there before the Lord, I looked up to heaven. I said, you're my strength. You said you were strengthening me. You empowered me. So, Lord, I thank you for the strength to get through what I'm getting through. And guess what? God will do just what he said. Even through what we go through, God would empower you. He will mount you up. And then I'm still dealing with church stuff. Y'all don't know. Mm -mm. Y'all don't know the half of it. See, God will take you where he is, even in the presence of your enemies. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you what not to do. Some people ain't going to understand what you do or what you say because they ain't in the place that you're in. See, I don't have time to deal with condemned folk. Because we have carnally minded Christians. A carnally minded Christian is a fleshly Christian. That's operating by the flesh and not operating in the spirit. See, I ain't got time for that no more. So when you grow up in the Lord and when you know what you teach and how you're teaching it, you ain't got time for no more carnally minded mess. You just move on. And I say, God, give me the script to carry what nobody else is carrying. And God does that for me. Oh, I'm talking about the scripture. I'm helping y'all out. Ain't no time to be whining and dining. Ain't no time to be agreeing with the enemy, with your adversary. Ain't no time to fall prey to what he's doing. Do not be ignorant of Satan devices. When you know he's bringing something at you, you're supposed to rise up. Not lay there and whimper. Y'all know how a dog will whimper. You get tired of whimpering. 
time to rise up. So the first thing is to be strong in who? And the power of his might. When you feel like you're giving out of gas, when you call on the Lord, I know he'll come. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that song. Come on, come on. When I call on the Lord, I know he'll come. I need Evangelist Newton up in here today. She know them old-timey song. He'll come. When you speak the word of God, he is the word. So he's right there because he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, no evil shall befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. He said, baby, I have given angels charge over you to keep you and guard you in all your ways. You are well protected as long as you're dwelling in the secret place of the most high and you abiding up under the shadows of the almighty. Then you can say that he is my strength. He is my refuge. And in God, I trust no matter what comes at you, as long as you dwelling, baby, I got you covered. So it don't matter what people say or what people do. You empowered by him. He gives you what you need when you feel like you can't make it another father. You say, God, you're the one that empowers me. You're the one that gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. So if I'm speaking that, I'm speaking it because I know what I have. Just like when I go to the bank or the teller and I put the card in, I know what's supposed to come out because I know what I put in. And my God in the morning, if it don't come out, either something bounce or they took my money. <laughs> Y'all know. Don't even be playing. I had this amount of money in the bank. Now I don't have this amount of money. Well, did you balance your account? Were you watching over that account? You can't trust no banks these days. You can't trust swiping that card in and everywhere these days. You got to check behind yourself. You can't throw away receipts. Some people throw away receipts. I keep mine. You know why I keep mine? Because it's going to come a time when you're going to overcharge me. And I'm going to produce my receipt. This is for somebody. And I'm going to say, you overcharge me. I don't care if it's $3. That's mine. I'm going to take authority over that $3. Because that $3 means something to me. I want my money. That belongs to me. I know my rights. But what we do, we get a receipt. It don't mean nothing. Check your bank and find out they stole your money. They said, well, you're going to have to show me a receipt. I don't need to show you nothing. That's the devil in you. You better keep them receipts. God talking to somebody. You got to produce a receipt. The word is your receipt. Everywhere you go, you need to be producing. You need to bring forth after him, after his word. You need to bring forth fruit. See, that fruit comes through the word of God. And if you ain't in the word of God the way you need. Let me tell you how I know some people ain't in the word of God the way they need to be. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you ain't coming in my house fornicating you ain't coming in my house drinking cussing cutting the food and I'm just sitting there like hey you're gonna respect my house we're gonna leave it as that so the first thing we got to do is know where our empowerment come from it comes from him through us. And when you know that, then you're ready to put on some armor. You can't put on some armor when you don't know where your strength and your power come from. Quit depending on yourself in this battle. Your dependency is on God. God took me back to 2 Corinthians 12. And in 2 Corinthians 12, it's talking about Paul. Paul has so many 
revelations from God. And God was using Paul in a mighty way through revelations. God was giving him revelation. He was revealing stuff to Paul, making things known unto Paul. And Paul was boasting and he was bragging. He had a right to brag. That wasn't pride there, y'all. He was boasting and bragging on the revelations on God. It was about God. It wasn't about him. So the devil came and put a thorn in Paul's side. People getting this wrong, it was not sickness. When a thorn is in your side, I'm going to break it down in scripture. Go with me to Numbers 33, 55. This ain't had nothing to do with no sickness. This is what God was saying to the Israelites. But if you will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then those you let remain of them shall be as pricks in your eyes and as thorns in your sides. And they shall vex you in the land which you dwell. The thorn that he was having was a buffeting from Satan. If you read down in that scripture, it's telling you this. Listen at what God told Paul when Paul went to God three times. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, amplified. But he said to me, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and complete. And show themselves more effective in your weaknesses. Now listen what Paul said. This was not a sickness. Satan was buffeting him. It was persecution. You're going to see it in this next verse. It says, therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. So for the sake of Christ, listen at this. I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecution, perplexities, distresses. For when I'm weak in human strength, then I'm truly strong, able, powerful, and divine strength. Paul went through a lot. He went through a lot of hardships. And the reason why Paul did is because of the revelations, the Um, word was being made known to him. It was being revealed to him. He had revelation of that word. So the more revelation you get, the more insight you get into the word, the devil is going to come at you through people, through persecutions, through insults. He's going to hit you hard because you have revelation to truth. And if you're not getting buffeted like that, it's because you're not where you need to be. You got to realize the battle's not yours. You got to realize the devil's using people close to you to take your position. He want authority so he can get that right from you. So if you allowing people to tell you opposite of God, you're serving Satan. You're not serving God. You don't bow down to things outside of the word of God. And the reason why we do it, because we don't know what the word is saying to us. We're not spending enough time in the word. We're spending too much time with the tube. We're spending too much time with Facebook. And when we get on Facebook, that's our God. Because when we see other people doing what we don't do, it makes us sad. It makes us depressed. It makes us think I need to do more because they're doing it. Them lies, them lies, them lies. Some women is comparing husbands with husbands, dealing with husbands on Facebook. Oh, look what my boo did. And the boo beat her last night, so he had to give her some flowers. So the husband that get revelation for God said, well, baby, I'll give you some flowers too if you let me beat you. Everything on Facebook ain't good. People don't care about your birthday. They don't care about your anniversary. They don't care about nothing. But we put stuff up there because we want people to know what we're doing so we can fit in the click. Hello, somebody. I got my hair done, y'all. Y'all like it? Did y'all see it on Facebook? If you did, I didn't put it up there. 
if it's dead, it's running through the, uh, what you call it, glory, fee. Mm. Facebook talk. It tell all your business. And the only reason why it's telling your business because you're putting it up there. People say, I don't put much business up there. But when you put you up there, they fill in the blanks for you. They tell all your business. Some of us can't help but getting business from other people. Chewing and scrolling. What? What? Say what? Girl. Tell the truth. Did you know this? Honey. Let me show you something. Let me see how I can find it. I can't find it no more. Where it go? I know what I saw. I had to get off Facebook. Because I'm going up there for one thing. The devil know how to get you. I said, that is that the Where it go? <laughs> Can't find it. I said, you know what, devil? You ain't setting me up. Y'all know where I go on Facebook? I do watch them, gentlemen. I watch them. But I ain't watching what I watched. Church, we got some issues. And we got to deal with these issues because we are in, we are in a battle. And ain't no time for putting Facebook above the word. Ain't no time for putting TV above the word. Come on, the devil ain't messing with you because you ain't in the place you need to be. When you get in the place you need to be, he going to turn up the heat. He going to send some bigger demons. This is why you have principalities, powers. Come on, spirits of wickedness in high places. Spirits of dark. You have all of this because they're ranked. So he's going to send the biggest dog after you. Because them little nagging demons don't bother you no more. Because see, you done caught on to that. So you got to send something bigger. I fix you. See, the war is in your mind. If he gets your mind, he's going to get your body. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. Soon as somebody tell you you don't look right, now you feeling less than who you are. Because they tell you, you don't look right. Well, what's wrong with me? Well, you need to put on a little of this and you need to put on a little of that. I don't need to put on a little nothing. Now I can see if I didn't have on nothing. <laughs> I knew I ain't look right. <laughs> but if I knew I did the best I can, I ain't based on you. I'm based on where I am. Y'all, come on. We got to get it right. This is a warfare. And look at 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure. This is what Paul was saying. By the abundance of revelation. This is what Paul was saying. A thorn in the flesh. I'm going to read it again. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. Paul was being exalted because of his revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. Satan is saying, "Ah, uh-uh, you ain't getting the glory. You ain't going to glorify God. So I'm sending stuff at you to bring you down. And then he talking to God about it. What did God tell Paul? My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Why are you talking to me? You got what you need. You better rise up. God turned it right back. And that's Paul. And all these revelations that Paul got, he wrote over one third of the New Testament. Don't you think the devil's going to shut him up and shut him down? Because that's Paul. So God is saying today, I can't go over the armor today until you get the first part. I only did verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So until you know where your empowerment come from, from God and not you. Until you can get that part living on this earth, then you, don't, you won't go into putting on no armor. Because it say put on the whole armor of God. You can't put on no armor until your reliance is on him. Some of us is trying to put on something, but we're not trusting in him. 
We're not relying on him. We're trying to think of a plan ourselves. Anything that feels good ain't always God. Anything that you at peace with is not always God. Y'all, I've been there and done that. Y'all, I would have some peaceful situations when I get alone and get me a little bit of money. I'd be at so much peace, but then when the money leave, my heart be broken. Y'all ever felt like that before? You know, you get you a little $500 loan and feel like you somebody. They gave you a little bit of money and you feel good until that 500 run out. Then what happened to your peace? That was world peace. <laughs> the kind of peace God gives you when you have zero. And you're still trusting. You're still rejoicing. You're still loving on him. And knowing that he is who he say he is. You at peace because you know Jehovah Shalom. You're not trying to make something to get something. You're content with what you have. And you know that God is the one that takes care of you. Y'all, God is who he say he is. He changed not. And it's time to get on the battlefield, but be well equipped for the battle. And that's what we're going to go over next. It's time out for playing church, for just coming in here, taking a seat. Whatever God has given you, I advise you to take it home, meditate on it day and night. Quit playing with it. Quit just, you know, I'm the type of person, I say, God, I don't want to give nobody nothing that I ain't doing myself. That's why I stay before him and say, God, what you want? And then God just bring it. I I just don't want to bring something just to say I brought it. I want to bring what God know you need for such a time as this. Y'all, we are in a battle. This is a spiritual warfare and we're not fighting against flesh and blood. It's too many people fighting in the church against each other. It's too many people allowing strife, jealousy, rejection, anger, come on, let's call them out, control, you have put them in position. Stubbornness, rebellion, pride, all of this stuff you have gave position. So when somebody speak to you about something that ain't right, whatever you gave position, you allow it to rise up like you're right. But guess what? It ain't going to happen up in here. God is going to be glorified in this place. So it's time for us to look at ourselves and say, God, what's controlling me? What if I give given position and right to have dominion over me? Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.